When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you have any cheese at all? senseless waste of human life. Hello Cheeseheads and welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. This is Franco, your host of the show. Tonight we're going to be reviewing a fairly dour 1-1 draw with Wolves at Molyneux. Joining me as always to discuss the game all the way from Vienna is the hollow Globetrotter. How are you doing HG? Dour? It wasn't dour if you were a Wolves fan. It was a pretty good game <laughs> as far as they were concerned. Um, yes, I'm doing all right. Um, lockdown has well and truly started. The shops have been shut for like three days. So we're all desperate for some food. But um, outside of that, yeah, it's all right. I mean, Spurs are Spurs, but I'm doing all right. Also joining from up north, it's the caller. How are you doing, caller? Uh, not as good as my dad. He's quite happy with that. He thinks, you know, good point against Tottenham. I said good point against Wolves. Um, so the, the, there's no family feud this week, which is nice. Oh, excellent. No falling out over Christmas. Um, I mean, we're now two points from 12, so our form's pretty much as bad as Wolves and, and two teams on in different form going into this game. It was really free the side to take and in the end, neither did. But HG, what did you think about the setup when we went into the game? And I know you're going to tell us that you're a clairvoyant here <laughs> and um, <laughs> with your prediction of dropping Sissoko and playing three at the back. But, I mean, why did you think that? And then do you think it was a good idea from Jose in the end? I mean, this is it. So for those who, who don't know, um, on our Facebook page, I usually you know kind of predict the team that I think I'd like to see. And because we've seen the same team for most of the last six or seven games, I thought I'd do something different today and, and decide to, you know, what team would you pick if, if Sissoko wasn't available? And, you know, we, as you said, rather clairvoyantly, um, that's what happened today. And I, I did, I went through a three at the back system um, with different players to the ones that we chose today. But I went for three at the back because I think that um, the reason why, why we've been playing Hoiberg and Sissoko is because, really, um, Mourinho doesn't trust his centre-halves. He doesn't think that Dyer and Alderweireld are, are good enough by themselves to handle what's coming. And so, yeah, we, we saw the three today um, with, you know, Dombele, and it was obviously Winks was next to Hoiberg in midfield. 
it, it seemed, again, a little bit to me a bit too defensive. I still believe personally that Dombele is better, um, deeper than he is as a number 10. I don't think he's a, a traditional number 10. And so even though he's got the range of passing, it, it just... I wouldn't say he's massively creative with crosses. It's all about through balls and and trying to to find the runners. And the issue is, outside of Sun, we don't have any runners. So, yeah, when I saw the eleven, I think like most Spurs fans, I was a bit little bit surprised. But um, yeah, you know, we, we we all know that rotation is needed. Maybe today wasn't the game to do it, but Jose saw otherwise. Cool. What did you think of it? No Toby at the back. Be the back three was a bit of an ominous sign for me. And um, Serge out the side, Doherty in, I think. But, you know, Serge, no, he wasn't anywhere to be seen, was he? He wasn't on the bench either. So maybe something's happened with him. But apart from that, what did you think of the changes? I think, well, Serge out the side um, makes sense after that shit penalty. He gave away, um, as I'm sure that's how Jose would describe it, you're capable of giving shit penalty, uh, and he did. Um, so I think he's in the doghouse, and I think uh, it made sense to play Doherty against his old club because that gives a little bit more incentive. Um, mm. So I think that's, that's fine for me. Um, not playing Toby, I, I can't quite fathom it, to be perfectly honest. It must be a pace issue, but leave Dyer out, although I know he won't leave Dyer out, but he'd be the the player to make way if you need Sanchez and Davis's pace on the other side. I don't think anyone's ever said they need Davis's pace, but there you go. Um, <laughs> so, no, just weird, really. Um, whenever we've played three at the back, I don't think it's gone very well. And this was almost an exception to that because we started mm. like thunder, didn't we? Yeah, I bet. Well, two things you haven't said there, which you pointed out already, is that we, we played Davies and Regulon basically to deal with Traore, didn't we? Well, perfectly true. And um, deal with him they tried in the first half and it was uh, ineffective. In the second half, he barely got a sniff, so clearly they switched something up at half-time. Um, and, and probably a smart thing to do as well. Although there is a simpler way to deal with Traore, just kick the little guy. He goes down and dislocates his shoulder every time, which is how we took him out of White Hart Lane and wish we'd have done that, to be honest. But hang on a second. Like we're talking about, like we all know. I think the three of us know that Wolves are a decent side, right? On their day, they can beat anyone. They beat Chelsea a couple of games ago. Obviously, that doesn't look like a great result now because Chelsea lost to Arsenal. So it, it, the whole season is a bit nuts. But if you go to Wolves and again your focus is on stopping them, mm. then. I think many Spurs fans will think, no, we need the three points. We need to focus on how we can hurt them. And I think for many Spurs fans, that's the issue right now. When was the last time we went into a game thinking this is how we hurt them more than, you know, how do we worry about um, their star players, whether it was Zaha and Easy at Palace or um, who did we play? Leicester, Vardy. It's just that, that that's the conundrum because, you know, we all think, that if Kane and Son don't score, we have very little. And today didn't disprove it, despite the fact that Dombele scored. No, I mean, we've been making this point on the pod for a number of weeks, looking at the XG, saying that we're outperforming it, saying that the results rely on Son and Kane being extremely um, deadly in attack. And when they're not, we struggle. Today, I think we didn't have a shot on target after Reggie's shot, on, which is what, 20 minutes gone or something like that. But let's talk about the best minute of the game for us, <laughs> which was the first minute. A long ball over the top to Sonny, won a corner, and then the ball got put across. Davies to Don Bellet. And at that point, it all seemed it all seemed pretty rosy, didn't it? 
well, yeah, because we scored. So you're like, great. I mean, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, if we know that Mourinho wants to score first and then see the game out, part of you dies when you see your team score within a minute. Yeah, that was the other I was going to say. It's just, it's almost like if we score that early on. It's like, all right, that's the game over now. <laughs> like, like, which is worse? You, you think of the uh, the West Brom game where we were pretty average for 87 minutes, but came up with the late winner, and we all sit here feeling a lot better. I mean, it's not just the result, but it's kind of like, okay. Well, it makes sense. It didn't really make sense then, and today. Yeah, okay, you get the goal. I mean, I think we started quite well. And there were passages in the first half where where we did press. First 15 minutes, we were in it as much as they were. And I think it was, you know, we had a few we had a few chances in those 15 minutes. And then Reggie's chance was pretty much the last one. And then the rest of the half, it just seemed to be mostly Wolves, didn't it? Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, second half especially, it's, you know, we, we'll talk about Mourinho's mentality. And we, we've noticed the positivity that comes from getting results that maybe we don't deserve. But you have to think that today, if the mentality is to to hang on to anything you've got against a wolf side that don't usually play four at the back, um, it, it just seemed a bit. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to contradict anything I've said on previous pods <laughs> because I, I probably have praised Mourinho and his mentality at other times. But it's it's about striking when the iron is hot or like doing passages of play. And I I remember commentating on a, on that famous Champions League game where. Uh, where uh, Paris beat Barcelona 4-0. And it was like 15 minutes attack, 15 minutes defend. So the, the, the opposition didn't really know what was going on. And in every 15-minute period that PSG had, they scored a goal. It was almost like the perfect game of football to play against Barcelona, where you, where you give them hell for it for a little bit and then think, OK, we're going to have to sit back and, and do something different. With Spurs, where is the something different? Like I think mm. we all know that we're capable, but... How do we get to that stage? Which eleven is the best balance to to give us the best chance of winning? And maybe you know, would Spurs, would Spurs fans go from a thirty two percent chance of winning defensively to a thirty percent chance of winning by playing more progressive football? I think I think there's a fair few who would. You've been a fairly lone voice on our match day chat with our patrons called, haven't you? Defending the result, even though the fall wasn't that great. But you must see that even. The change you made on about it was about thirty minutes, I think, halfway through the half to switch to four at the back was basically like you said to negate Traore. So it almost seems like even Jose's tactical changes are to try and stop the opposition rather than to try and create more for ourselves or to or to be more positive. But like I've said before, and I'll say again, Jose's got a trophy hall um the size of pretty much all the other Premier League managers bar one, um, by playing this way for years. So we know what we're getting into. And quite frankly, yeah, there's going to be times where it doesn't pay off. And don't get me wrong, two points from 12 isn't good enough. But I don't believe that's going to continue all season. And I do believe we're going to be strongly in top four at the end of it. So do, do, do you think all of the, let's say, that, you know, the good run we had where we were winning you know, three or four games straight was maybe outperforming where we are and this current run of you know, two draws in four games is underperforming where we should be? Yeah, I think it balances it out. We're not going to win the league. In reality, we are a top four side for me and a draw at Wolves. I will always defend the result because 1-1 at Wolves is a decent point, um, whether, whether you like it or not. Then why is it a decent point, caller? Because I think that's that's the question. Like what makes a 1-1 draw against Wolves, who, you know, who, lost to Bur- who lost to Burnley in their last game... But beat, but yeah, so, beat yeah, so what makes it a good point in your eyes? 
well, in in my eyes, Wolves are a top sort of six, seven, eight team. Um, and I think if you play the percentages, as Jose does, if you go there and draw and beat them at home, you've taken four points off them in the season. And that's what we'd look to do. Yeah, I mean, do you not think there's a slight argument that Wolves' form is a bit poor? They've got their best player or their striker, their main scoring mm. talent out of the side. It's not the best player. Not the best player. They've got their main striker out, a bit like when we were without Harry Kane for a lot of last season. Dendonka as well, not playing. Yeah, look, I accept those um, claims. However, it doesn't mean they're a soft touch and they never give up. Wolves away is still a tough place to go. I don't care, you know, who's out. They're going to give everything they've got Wolves and they did they didn't stop working the whole game don't get me wrong I get frustrated just like you do um, at watching us sit back deep and defend and I think the the tweaking for me is we are much more defensively solid than we were but we've got to be able to kill teams off like when we go 1-0 up I want to see us counter with purpose and we're not countering with any purpose whatsoever. We're not, we're not looking to get the ball over the halfway line, and that's the frustration mm. for me. So don't get me wrong. I'm not happy with it. I'm absolutely not happy with it. I want to see a score mm. goals, but I, I am absolutely sure that he will get it right uh, in the longer term and the bigger picture. And ultimately, look, what are we? five, six points off the top of the league. It's hardly a disaster where we are right now. And I just think there is far too much social media overreaction and moaning and groaning. <laughs> there about. always is, Gordon. There, there always, always is. There always is. But, you know, come on, get a grip, people. We're not in that bad a place. No, but that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I put posts on our page straight away for like match reactions from people. And today is just a stream of negativity. And I know people with an axe to grind always come on after a loss to blame whatever they think is, is the reason behind it. But Levy, Levy, the Levy, the Levy out gang is, is growing again after the summer. Now the transfers that we all thought were brilliant, apparently aren't brilliant, but there we go. I mean, but I mean, it's, it comes down to the, comes down to this basic point. Like we want to win games and the easiest way to win a game is to not concede. Right, because then you only need one goal to win it. Right, it's that simple. Like, like, like don't, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see defensive football, but that is the easiest way to win a game. If the, if you if you allow the other team to score, or if the other team scores against you, because sometimes you know they're good goals you can't stop, then you need to score too. You need to score maybe even more than that. And I don't know. Like that seems very Trevor Francis stating the obvious. But when people talk about Spurs playing defensive football, I mean there is a logic to it. We had the goal. Yes, a second goal may well have, you know, well, it would have given us you know, a better feeling. But you know, what, what is it they say? Two 0 is the most dangerous scoreline in football. I mean, it, it's it's crazy. Like, I feel like you can't really win unless what you what you're trying to do works, and then you feel like, okay, th- this makes sense. I would love to see Spurs look better going forward, but I'd also like to see us look better defensively because I don't feel like we look massively solid. We've just got bodies there. No, I think that's the point. I mean, but then again, their goal did come from a set piece and they didn't really have any... Actually, no, they did. They had a few, didn't they? They, had a few they didn't have anything clear. They had, I think that the header in the last couple of minutes after we'd conceded. Pedence had that chance that he hit straight at Lloris, which, he, you know, on another day, he could have smashed that in the top corner. Still not an easy chance, though, was it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it was oh, what I'm saying is they didn't create much. They didn't create loads and loads of chances. And I, this is a trend, isn't it, that we're not conceding loads and loads of chances. If you look at your beloved XG stat, that will tell you that uh, in previous games. It, we need to tweak. It's as simple as that. We need to be more ruthless on the counter-attack. And... Um, 
you know, maybe January transfer window will present some opportunities. Guess what I'm doing right now, caller? Looking up the What's SG. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had 0.41 today and Wolves was 0.74, which again, see, Dower, it was the right name for it. See, the question is here, right? Like, I think Wolves had more chances than we did. Oh, they did. And yeah, exactly. And I don't think if, if they didn't have particularly good chances, well, neither did we. Like if if we're going to have a situation where we're going to measure people on chances, I still want more than the other lot. Like the idea of having better chances would be lovely, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. XG is like a, a decimal form of, you know, it's like a decimal form of you, you don't, you, you can't score if you don't shoot. I mean, like that. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you've got to, we've got to shoot more often. So you could have a really good XG just on the basis you keep dolling it to the keeper every five minutes with a shot. No, 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 no. no but that, that that doesn't make it. The point is, is like the, the XG itself as an overall score tells you a little bit. Anyone with half a brain will then look to see how what that XG came from. Did it come from two fantastic chances that are point three, point four, or did it come from thirty five shots from distance with a point? two thing like or point zero two i mean that yeah. that's the key and so yes look it would be lo- we, we, we didn't really create anything the chance for region was probably a decent one and obviously we had the goal which was probably a lower ranked chance um but i, I just i want to see us i mean it almost look like we know what we're doing this 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 individualist system of attacking doesn't suit us when we only have two players who are really capable of doing that type of magic Mm, yeah, so, Cordy, you sound like you don't understand the, the, the XG stat. So. No, I understand it perfectly well. Don, Don Bellet's shot was 0.02. So if you had 30 of those shots every game, you'd have a, what, an XG of 0.6. Yeah. So shooting from distance makes no difference. It's the quality of the, the, the opportunity. And the best one today was Kane's header from the edge of the box. Reggie's was 0.1. Kane, wait, Kane's header from the edge of the box? I don't even remember it. The edge of the six-yard six box. What? Oh, Reggie's header. Okay, that one. No, Kane. He had a- Kane? Did he? My point is proven. It's a load of nonsense. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You'll never convince me otherwise. XG gives you a clue. It is one element, and it's not really a particularly interesting one to me. <laughs> Fair enough, caller. The only thing that matters is the scoreline. Thanks very much. Yeah. <laughs> Cooley, you didn't take the opportunity I thought you were going to get in the starting lineup to ball out winks. Um, do I need to? I mean, <laughs> people have got eyes, haven't they? You can see he is out of his depth. Or not see, because he didn't really do a huge amount, did he? He did nothing. He did nothing. And Seb, I'd have loved for you to come on tonight. Loved it. I'd love it. I'd love it if you come on here and defend him. Not Seb. I'm doing Seb a misjustice. I'm actually thinking thinking of Paul. (laughs) Paul Muir. Yeah, I was going to say, digging out Seb. No, Paul Fellows. Oh, right. Yeah, you're digging out Seb for no reason. I'm digging out Seb for no reason, but Seb, you, you've turned halfway through the game. Anyone who's got access to our Patreon match, Fred, I'd just like to say Seb's gone full dark side <laughs> and he's now building his placard for Mourinho and Levy out. I said this was going to happen. I said the results are fine. Then this type of football is accepted by the fans. I didn't expect him to be so weak. <laughs> look at all of our social media our Facebook page everybody is just going I, I can't tolerate this football for the rest of the season blah 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 blah. weakness people have turned top of the league playing like this I'll tell Fine. you what win the top league down. cup win the league cup in January or whatever it is and they'll all be going oh Jose he's brought silverware back to the club what a great guy 
you know, it's just nonsense. No, but okay, if we take Winx today for an example, right? Like, Winx came in for Sissoko, in effect. Now, did Winx do anything massively different to what Sissoko does? And I'm not sure the answer is yes, like, but I'm not sure the answer is no either. They were pretty much the same person. <laughs> Sis- the thing is, like, Sissoko is a bigger body, but when it comes to passing forward, I don't think either of them are fantastic at it. The difference no. being today is that I think Winx is more likely to at least try and find a teammate. Sissoko mm. seems to be very happy to just, you know, I, don't, like, I thought Winx's passing today was a bit more progressive than what we'd see normally. But when we see him playing normally, he is the most defensive of the CMs. And today, he had Heuberg yeah. next to him. So it, it, yeah. it's all about, again, we've, we've mentioned it before, it's about finding that balance. If we play two centre-halves, then I still think deep down that it has to be Hoiberg plus a passer, whether that's Winks or, or Dombele. But you, you need to have a more attacking threat as a, if you're going to have a midfield three. You can't just have three players who, who don't really offer much of a goal threat. And they don't. Hoiberg hasn't scored for us. Dombele's got a couple this season, but never looks likely to score. And Sissoko and Winks obviously don't look like doing it either. So you are leaving it completely to your fullbacks who, <laughs> apart from Davies in midweek, don't usually score. And you've got uh, Kane and Son. And again, like if, if I was uh, managing the opponent, it'd be very easy to stop this Spurs side. We have to have a bit more variety because if we don't, we're pedestrian and, and predictable. Mm. I mean, I thought that was kind of the point in playing the wingbacks today, but Reggie just didn't really get forward in the second half. Doherty wasn't too great, I didn't think. But looking for positives, I thought Dombele played pretty well for the first half. Called her in spurts, didn't he? He showed some real uh, bits of skill in his run for that chance he set Reggie up with. Maybe the wrong pass in the end, but still, to get away from those players was great, wasn't it? I think there was a couple of um, good moves by him. Um, he was excellent, I thought. And I think when we took him off, we really struggled uh, mm. To be honest, and I think he was almost the the change that, as has not been the first time this season, by the way. I think West Ham were three 0 up, took him off, and all <laughs> of a sudden it went tits up. Um, I, I I don't think he should have come off, and I know people are saying he looked knackered. He always looks knackered. Yeah, he managed an extra ten minutes today. <laughs> he looks knackered when he comes on the pitch in the first minute. So yeah. I don't I don't buy all of that crap. I mm. just think uh, Jose was trying to basically firm things up by putting Sizoko in there. And I think personally, the switch I'd have made was um, Sizoko for Winks in mm. the second minute. <laughs> <laughs> D- D- Dombele is the type of person who plays at a higher speed when he has the ball. Yeah, definitely. Like when he doesn't have the ball, he'll lollop around. He might press a little bit. He might get a tackle in. But again, that's not his game. You need to get him the ball so he can come alive and... We're not able to do that. If we do win the ball in a deep area, it's usually just a hoof up field. There's no mm. composure anymore. Like like there might have been when we were when we were winning games quite well on the counter. And so, yeah, it, it, it's a tough one because yeah, Dombele had a really good game today. In parts, he looked fantastic, and that the run um, that led to that led to Reguilón's chance in that first half was was incredible. It's just a shame he didn't pass it to Kane. Like we all wanted him to, and he went the other side, but. Again, he's got to be in the team, Don Belly, because he does offer something different. But you need to have another person in front of him. Uh, mm. To me, he has to be one of the two central midfielders. And the, whoever it is, because it's not as if we don't have options. We've got all these attacking midfielders, and we only play two and a half. 
Do you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of nuts that with Bergvine and Lucas and Lamella and Delhi and I'm, I'm probably forgetting Bale. Do you know what I mean? We've got so many options, and 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 we play Kane and Son and somebody. It, it's uh, why do we have so many attacking midfielders if we if we want to play defensively? It doesn't make any sense. No, I don't know where Vinicius and Lucas were today. Do you reckon they were at Neymar's party? <laughs> You'd have to think that they spent Christmas together. I mean, that, that's the weird thing. Are they allowed to? I don't know. But I don't know what the rules are in the UK right now. But you'd have to think that they, they would have been around. So I did think it was somewhat suspicious that they were both out. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Mourinho said, but you'd, you'd have to think that there's something along those lines because one of them should have been on the bench at least. Yeah, I reckon they got a private jet out to Brazil and uh, they were stuck there under COVID quarantine. That's what happened. All right, Caller, you, you've said that Wolves are a good team. and I do want to give them a bit of credit because touching on what HC said about um, Don Bele getting on the ball, he always seemed to have players around him. And same with Kane as well, because Kane was working hard, but it just it just didn't have any support and always had Wolves players around them. And I thought they were really good. Whenever they lost the ball, they had a good structure to them. They always made it difficult for us to pass through to those forward players. And then they have got dangerous players in Traore, Pedence, Neto, Silva. And really those four on their own were enough to cause us problems, weren't they? They're not terrible at all. Oh, quite frankly, I'm not letting you finish, no. Because the narrative of, of if I flick on Facebook right now, is we should be whooping wolves. It's frustrating. But again, I think it's just showing the mentality of the two sets of fans. Like if Wolves fans are going uh, coming out of that game thinking that's a good point, then why are they thinking that? Is it because we're a good side? Is it because historically we were better than them and they see us as a big team? And so if you don't lose, that's a good result in the same way that we might be when we go to Chelsea or to Liverpool or whoever. It's an interesting one because, yeah, Spurs fans, rightly or wrongly, did think that not only did we, that not only should we win, today but that we had to because you know we're fighting for whatever place we're fighting for and obviously you know other teams didn't win and Liverpool dropped points today so like you you understand it but it's that I think it's that expectation among many Spurs fans that we should just go to Wolves and steamroll them I I think that it's it's interesting that we just said that the Wolves' front four are good enough to to you know to frighten anyone or to cause problems for any team in the country Mm. but they play all four of them Right, they they weren't mm. scared about conceding a goal because they knew that their attacking options were good enough to do something. Why 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 don't we have that? Right, I understand that Mourinho has won loads of things by being a defensive manager, but then if our defense isn't good enough, then you, you, again you've got two options. Do you do you do you, do you decide to go more defensive, or do you decide to say you know what we we are going to win games two one three two whatever it takes, like actually that we did at the start of his reign. It's, it, it's, I think most Spurs fans would be okay or more okay with the fact that we spent 90 minutes trying to outscore the opposition rather than, well, is it weird? Both ways we're trying to outscore the opposition. But it's a balance, though. It is a balance, but I, we, we, well, in the last four games, we haven't got that balance right. The balance is wrong. Whether it's because we're playing different teams, I don't know. But the balance is wrong. And so what do we do? We've got Fulham next, who have been picking up points. They, you know, they got a decent point against Southampton in the last game. Yeah, where do you go? Are we now scared of Fulham? Or do we now think that Fulham have the ability to hurt us so we have to be defensive? It's a question that Mourinho has to ask himself. And oddly, I don't think he's going to because of the success he's had. He probably yeah. thinks that he does know 
you know, he, he knows what's best. He's proven it, so why would he think differently? But for a, from a Spurs fan's point of view, with games every three days, like we are investing a lot of time, if not money, into this. Do we, you know, what do we want to see? I, I've seen, I've seen Spurs fans say that Delhi is the solution, and yet, you know, three or four games ago, Delhi was surplus to requirements, and we could sell him. It, it's a really strange time to to be a Spurs fan. But that's just contrarianism, isn't it? Because as soon as a player hasn't been playing and the team starts to play shit, you start looking for other players you could bring in. Just a classic example of that. Do you remember about two or three years ago? Uh, it was about two years ago. It was at the Potch when we were clamouring for a defensive midfielder and everyone was like, go on, put Eric Dyer in there. Go on, Dyer. And it went on for weeks. Like, oh, we're crying out for Eric Dyer to go midfield. He went in midfield and he had the turning circle of an IKEA humongous wardrobe um, and he was dire and got ripped and um, he was never seen in midfield ever since I don't think um, so yeah it just goes to show basically fans know nothing trust no, the manager no, no, I, I not think, that I we know it's nothing. a bit unfair it's not that fans know nothing it's just that they see an obvious weakness and for a long time we did have no DM and it was an obvious weakness now they may, they may disagree on how to I think you have to say we <laughs> I think you have to say we if you're talking about fans. Yeah, well, no, but like, I mean, yeah, I guess I am one of them. But I, 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 I but like, I mean, I was, I, I, I was calling for a DM because, like, you, you do need a balance. Like that, that, that Pochettino side that was really good had balance in every way, left to right, front to back. It had balance, and you know, since that team fell apart. Um, we haven't had it and we don't have it now. Do you not think though? Because at the start of the season, I'm pretty sure we're all saying this team's well balanced now. Do you not think? What, when, we, when we couldn't win at home or when are you talking about? No, when the transfer window was open, the season started, we were like, yeah, the squad we've got together is good now. We've got players in every single position. I think I think squad-wise, yeah, we've got players. Like I mean, I've said on in our little chat group, and I've probably said on the pod before, I would recall Skip 1st of January if it's possible because we needed some extra cover for Hoiberg. I mean, Mourinho came out a couple of days ago and said exactly the same thing. So, yes, the, we, 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 have, we have lots of options. But you don't think our first 11 is balanced? No, I don't think it is. I, I, I still think that Jose is looking for his best team. Now, he might he might have found that his best team is a defensive one that plays on the counter-attack, but I mean, it, it's no different than Lampard at Chelsea. He's got a really good squad, but he's struggling to find the best 11 that works in most situations. And that's why Chelsea are having an inconsistent run as well. So, mm. I, I don't he's, know. I, go on. He's He's got good players in every position. And he knows what the balance of the squad is. And I don't think that that is the problem. I think tactically getting them to do what he, what I believe he wants them to do is the problem. I I think the balance of the side is fine, but you've got to coach them to be able to play and be lethal on the counter. Now, in fairness, when we were going well, like Arsenal, good example, we were lethal on the counter. Man City, we were lethal on the counter. The difference is we're not countering with any with any sort of force or purpose right now. We're not getting over the halfway line. But in terms of is the side balanced and have you got two good players for every position? No, but that's not the side. Yeah. That's the squad, right? I mean, like squad, we've got two good players for every position bar defensive midfield because I don't count Sissoko as one, really. So what's, what's wrong with the first 11 then? I, I, I think the balance in midfield is still wrong. 
Oh, right. I mean, that, that, that's basically it. Like, I, I don't mind Dyer as a left-sided centre-half. I mean, I, I don't love him, but I don't mind him. I don't mind the full-back options. I think that, you know, in a back four, that, you know, that, well, Aurier is better in a back four and Doherty is better in a back five. That 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 may be a bit of an issue because we don't really play a back five, so Doherty doesn't necessarily fit. But, yeah, I, I think I think it's been like this from day one. We, we started the season with what? Let me have a look. We started the season, Everton, our midfield three were Hoiberg, Winks and Delhi. right? Mm. Now, clearly, you've got one that sits, in, in, in theory, one that sits, one that passes, and one that has creativity slash goal threat. That's where he went. And we didn't score that day, but, you know, Delhi was taken off after a half, and Sissoko was brought on, who is clearly less creative and has less of a goal threat than Delhi does. And for most of the season, we've had two, well, I'd say three central midfielders that don't offer any goal threat. And that's a massive problem. I think Don Bele does. I just don't, I think compared to Ericsson, he's just not as busy or as involved in the game. Ericsson would want the ball all the time. Don Bele is happy to get the ball on occasion and do stuff. But I mean, I think that the squad is exactly what Jose wants, if I'm perfectly honest. And I don't think he is unhappy. If you think about the Liverpool game, apart, you know, the goals we conceded, a deflected goal and a corner. The football was dour apart from that, but I think that's entirely his tactics. Leicester, without that first penalty that we gave away, then we probably wouldn't have lost that game. And then today they get a goal from a corner. So I reckon he, the, the team are carrying out his tactics almost perfectly. I just think they're boring and negative. I'm not saying that Mourinho is unhappy with his options, but I think from a first 11 standpoint, if we want to play somewhat different to the way that we've seen for the last two, three months, then mm. that something needs to change in midfield. That to me I is think, the key. I think where I think you're right is I think we need a more all-round midfielder. So if you think about the, the midfielders we've got, they're very w- one-trick pony, aren't they? So you'd say Lo Celso and Andabale, that's your attacking threat. And then you've got Winks, uh, Hoybier and Sissoko, basically, who are your DMs, right? right. Or defensively-minded midfielders. Um, you haven't got one person who can do it all. Uh, Lo Celso shows flashes of it, and I think that's where <clears throat> we will look to improve the side. Um, but I think he knows that. Transfer pod coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. Look, I don't mind playing three central midfielders that offer little goal threat if you have three attacking midfielders or front three that do offer goal threat, right? And Kane and Son clearly do. Bergvine hasn't scored the goals, um, has, has made it, I'd say, maybe a bit easier for the others to score. I don't know. There was an article in The Athletic where they talked about how Bergvine's runs have made it easier for Kane and Son to score. That that mm-hmm. to me seems a bit of a stretch, but it was there. Um, Bale clearly has the ability to find the net, right? Granted, it, I mean, you might be going back seven years to do so, but he he he, he scored what three goals for Spurs now? I mean, it's not a bad return, whether it's Europa League or what. It's not a bad return. Bale wasn't right. even on the bench today, was he? So you, you have to think where where are these goals coming from? To me, you've got Bale and Delhi that are proven goal scorers in the Premier League to go with uh, Kane and Son. So if you're going to play three midfielders that don't offer much goal threat, three of those four have to start, right? Because Lucas doesn't really look like he's going to score. Vinicius is probably not going to get a game unless Kane's not in there. And and again, he's mm. in, he's unproven too. So again, it is all about that balance. If if you want to play Delhi with with you know attacking midfielders either side, whether it's Lucas and Son or Bale and Son or whoever, then sure you might need Sissoko and Hoiberg to be the two uber defensive midfielders behind him. And that means that Lo Celso and and Dombele, if they're fit, don't get in the team. But 
it's about finding that balance rather than trying to find a, a system that fits what you think are your better players. Mm. And stop being so negative, Joe. Say, right, let's quickly do a Fulham uh, preview. <laughs> Caller, tell me everything you know about Fulham. Um, Craven Cottage, it's on the Thames. <laughs> Floods now and again. Not the place. Not Scott, the place. Scott Parker is the manager, one of my favourite Tottenham midfielders, because he used to do that spinny thing where he sort of chased the ball round in a circle. Isn't that what yeah. Winks does? <laughs> uh, Winks is a poor man, Scott Parker. That's what I would say. Um, Scott Parker was a far better player than Harry Winks. Um, Fulham came up. Uh, Mitrovic up front, good player, one to watch. Yeah, but he's not been playing for him recently. He's been coming on a sub. I mean, Fulham, Fulham are... Still want to watch, I'm telling you. <laughs> there we go. You did well, Corey. That lasted 30 seconds. Not bad. Do you know what? I could go on, but I don't want to take all of HG's thunder away. No, no, go on. I, I do kind of want to hear this. Well, so t- tell, actually, me about, tell me about their back four. Fulham? Yeah. Uh, well, I wouldn't describe it as solid. Yeah. <laughs> Which players are the ones that are the least solid for you? He's quickly on his iPhone. <laughs> yeah. Can you just fill for just a second? Uh, well, I'll tell you who impresses me. Go on. Not Anderson, because he got sent off uh, in the last game against Newcastle, very much cost them the game. Which got rescinded, Corner. And by the way, Mitrovic did start that game in your face. In your face. <laughs> did you just bring that up because Graham Scott was the ref who sent him off and it was then overturned? <laughs> Thought I'd get you going again on Graham Scott, yeah. <laughs> no, to me, the, the thing with Fulham is that Fulham, when they started the season, when they got beat by Arsenal 3-0, they had their championship side, right? Mm. Players like Joe Bryan, who I've never rated. Um, he, he, he was the starting left back. Kearney, who I do rate, was playing a lot. But they, they, they signed a lot of players in those last few days before the window. They signed Anderson on loan from Leon. They signed... Um, the guy from the, the, the guy from Man City, what's his name? Um, Adara Bio, Bioyo. Um, yeah, I don't know, but they signed him. <laughs> they 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 signed the left back from Wigan. Was it Robinson? And then they got one of my one of my pet projects. They got Ola Aina on loan from Torino, who I've always liked. Um, Spurs fan as well, Mister Aina. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just like that back four is completely new. And yet they're getting results. They haven't lost in four league games. They haven't won either, which is a problem, but they are picking up points. They've got um, Loftus-Cheek on loan from Chelsea. He's starting a lot of games. They've got Anguissa, the the French midfielder who I think was on loan in Spain last year after they got relegated, but um, has come in and, and, and looks a really good player. I think Fulham... I've got nine or ten good, like decent parts of a very good side. What they're missing is really a central striker because Mitrovic hasn't played every game. They've had Cavalero play. And then I think they're missing probably someone like a right wing back because they've had, what's his name, Bobby Reed um, out there. And I don't think really he's a defensive situation. But Lookman has come in and scored a few. I think Fulham are a decent side. I really do. And I know you can look at the table and say, yeah, look, we're, we're playing at home against a team that's struggling, but we're struggling too. And so... I held Liverpool yeah, to a draw, yeah, didn't did. I? I mean, 1-1 against Liverpool, Brighton was 0-0, Newcastle was 1-1, and Southampton was 0-0. Yeah, they're not scoring many, but they're not, you know, they're not conceding either. And I just, like, 
I, I worry that Spurs fans are going to go there thinking it's Fulham at home, we should win. And perhaps we should with the players that we've got. We should. But maybe they have a better idea of what they want to do as an eleven than we do. Maybe the system that Parker has them playing in functions better than ours does that Mourinho's got us playing in. It it to me, sometimes I think that the coaching and the system is far more important than the individual because there have been plenty of Spurs teams that have had really good players but have done nothing because the team and the balance wasn't right. Exactly. We need to stop being so negative. Get on the Joe say out. No, I'm joking. I'm not saying <laughs> oh, oh, come on. You, <laughs> you were doing so well. There. Almost had you there. I'm not joking. Um, Caller, give us a prediction then. Do you think we're going to smash them 5 0 because they're rubbish? <laughs> No, I don't think Fulham are rubbish, and I've got soft spots for Scott Parker. He, he's, you know, he's the man that Harry Winks wishes he was. Um, so I think, ooh, difficult. I'm going to say we're going to come good. Joe says he's going to let the hand break off. We're going to tear him to bits, and it's going to be a three-two win. Oh, and Mitrovic is going to start. And by the way, HG they play three at the back normally, but there you go. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they do, Gordon. No, I mean, I mean they, they've played three recently because Ina and Anderson and Adora Bioyo have been kind of there. And then Bobby Reed's played that right wing back, as I said, and Robinson's been on the other side. So that they have done a kind of back three, back five. But the, the, the defenders they've bought play well together. Like they're getting better results from players that, that didn't know each other's names two months ago. They've got a clueless yank at left back as well. <laughs> this is the perfect game to put Gareth Bale on from the start in. Well, against Anthony Robinson. Tear him to bits. Poor man, Andy, Andy Robinson, isn't it? <laughs> Andy, Anthony, Tony Robinson. Tony Robinson. Um, look, I, I, I think it will be 2-1 Spurs. I think it will be like the Brighton game a little bit, where Brighton might look a better team, but we have the quality to score the goals. So I, I will say 2-1 Spurs. I like it, HD. At least What's your ready. prediction, Franco? I'm going to go with 4-1. Oof, to Fulham. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's, it's one of these ones. It's either going to be nil-nil or four-one, and I'm, I'm being positive because I need something to cheer me up. And football isn't doing it at the moment. Right. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to say to <laughs> that. Right. It was like, okay, uh, who was who that meant for? <laughs> okay. Let me just mention footballprizes.co.uk. I've got a great prize this week. Uh, it's the Spurs Legends signed and framed montage with all of the old lot. Glenn Hoddle, Perryman, Chivers, Jennings, Roberts, Birkinshaw, Waddle could go on. You know the lot. And um, it's, I don't know, it's the picture of the, the guys painting the old cock. <laughs> that famous photo with their flat caps on in a lovely frame picture. Uh, like I say, signed by the players. Tickets are 4 95 as always, but there's only 66 tickets. So you've got a much better chance of winning. That ends on uh, New Year's Day at 7.30 p.m. Tickets are 4 95 like I said, with the discount code 10Cheese. That's 10Cheese. You get 10% off. So get involved in that. And best of luck, cheese heads. Right. Um, cooler. Thanks for joining, mate. No problem. Um, I'd like to say I feel better, but you've dragged me down. So yes. I'm uh, gonna gonna go and meditate and and get myself into a better place. Get 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 on <laughs> get on your Peloton. That might be a good idea. I've put on a bit of timber over Christmas, so it's a very good idea. <laughs> the Peloton's rust if they don't get used because yours must be getting you know a bit creaky. They they don't. <laughs> and um, just for the record, I do know where it is. <laughs> Under some boxes, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, HG, cheers for joining from Vienna. Yeah, no problem. Like I, I had a good old rent, um, but that's Spurs, right? If it doesn't get the juices flowing, what is the point of being a football fan, really? 
Exactly. I mean, we've been getting high 90s uh, completion rates, so I'll be surprised if many stakers took on for us moaning for 30, 45 minutes like we have tonight. But cheers for sticking with us that you do. And also, big thanks to the patrons. I haven't got the new people that have joined because I'm not particularly well organised today. <laughs> thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll give you a shout out to Fulham. And you've got time to join our patron. You get a shout out as well, people. There yeah. you go. Sales pitch. Right. Until next time, don't forget to sign up to all of our social medias and uh, subscribe to your podcast provider. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs, play Dilly. Seb, you're wrong about Jose. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.